baby, it's the KML Nestcast. And now, your host, Maze. Here we go. The second KML Nestcast of the 2023 season. I'm your host, man. I'm right up front. I've been drinking. It's fine. It's fine. I don't understand the stigmas. I don't appreciate the talk. I don't appreciate the stereotypes. Judge each man on his merits of what he does, not what he's done or what he did or what he's about to do. The mountains are blue. Let's go. Week two of the Camo Messcast. I am your host, Maine. It's not really week two, episode two. Episode two of the Camo Messcast. I'm your host, Maine. Thank you for joining us. I wanted to get one more podcast in before I go on a slight vacation. It's not going to be that big a deal. It's just like a week. I'll be back, baby boys. Just stick with me. But I thought it was important for me to jump on and talk about a few things. There's th- Here's the quick episode outline, if you will. First things I want to talk about is recapping what happened at the KML Messcast kickoff party. I thought it was a great success. We'll get into it in just a second. After that, I want to go through and I want to start talking about some history, looking back at what other teams have done for the years, for the last 10 years of this league, talk about what's on stake for them in 2023, what they're playing for for 2023, what they should be doing in 2023. After that, if we have time, which I think we will, I'm going to start running through some draft prep. I Again, this is a full transparency mess cast. I'm going to give you my heart. I'm going to give you my soul. I'm going to show you what I'm thinking heading to drafts. I'm going to go to Fantasy Pros. I pay for it. Some people other people pay for it too. I'm just going to pull the curtain back, let you know what they're, what they're looking for for draft prep. I'm going to give you some snap judgments on some players, talk about how I'm feeling, how I'm going to go this way, how I'm going to go that way, who I might go after. Just so, you know what? Because that's the kind of guy I am. And that's the kind of selfless leader that you have elected as commissioner. Speaking of which, let's get into what happened last week. Weekly recap. I feel like this deserves a little bit of music. Let's just get something going. What do we got here? What do we got? I don't even know what any of these are, but we're just going to get into it. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, this feels right. Oh, we're back on the horse. Yep. It builds. It builds. It builds. I like to move. And then it pops. Oh, goddamn. All right. Recapping what happened at the camo kickoff party. First and foremost, I think it's extremely important to let everybody know that the bar has been set. The bar has been set for hosting a camo event by Mr. Moto Matt Williams. He did a phenomenal job. He stepped up to the plate. His house was chef's kiss perfect. His charcuterie, chef's kiss perfect. His backyard, chef's kiss perfect. Chef's kiss perfect. Lines straight as fuck. Cat can jam. We played can jam round robin. Two elimination. Great job on that. We played some knockout. Basketball hoop nicer than fuck. Concrete flat as fuck. Great spot. Garage. Didn't even talk about the garage. Garage had unutilized amenities. Didn't use the TV. It was there. 
had the fucking fridge right there ready to rip it, baby boy, and we used the shit out of that. I thought it was great. I think it's a new tradition that we try to do the kickoff party towards the end of July. It's a nice time of the year because people are kind of done with family vacations. It's kind of quiet after the 4th, blah, 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 blah. I like it. It's a nice chance to get everybody together, have a nice lunch, talk about rule changes, which for the record, Mr. Minot, thank you very much for running point on the rule changes. I love that. We've got a couple things in the work. I'm going to recap those as well. First thing I want to recap, we talked about the venue. Next thing I want to recap is how the lottery system worked for determining the schedule. I think I need to fade this out for a second because this is important stuff that everybody needs to know. So as I talked about in the last episode is how the ball machine was going to work. And I, I think it was a half success. How about that? Ball machine was great. If I do so say, my, so say so myself, I thought that worked out really well. It was a lot of fun, kind of getting the chance for somebody to pick their schedule, a little bit of a little bit of spice, if you will, into the scheduling <laughs> into the scheduling decision process. I kind of liked it. What I didn't realize is when I originally kind of thought this through, I was thinking like, okay. You know, you got 12 teams, you got three weeks, that's 36 total team matchups, blah, blah, blah. Cut it in half because every time you pull a ball, you're basically determining two matchups, that's 18. The last matchup's gonna be determined because it's the only two people that can fucking play. 17 pulls, blah, blah, blah. I thought it was gonna be 17 pulls of the ball. However, it worked out that it was only more like, uh, it was more like 14, 13 pulls of the ball because what I didn't consider was that the weeks were gonna fill up. So like week one fills up, week two fills up, week three fills up where all of a sudden you only have one more option, two more options for who you're gonna play in those weeks and it kind of fills itself in. So where I had this idea that it was gonna be a bunch of pulls and kind of exciting, oh, everybody gets to pull twice, blah, blah, what, I don't know, whatever the fuck. Uh, it didn't really work out that way because the schedule fills up surprisingly fast when you start actually putting teams to weeks. So. I don't know what we do next year about this because I want to kind of extend the the polls are fun. I think everybody had a really good time like getting up, get a chance to, you know, turn the switch and fucking pull a ball at the top. You know, that was kind of that was really fun to do. But I need we need to brainstorm as a league, like how we extend that out. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody just said something about maybe pulling like, you know, somebody has to have their ball pulled like twice or three times in a row or three times total and then they get to pick or something like that, which I can kind of see that working, kind of kind of extend it. But anyway, we need some ideas to kind of extend that process of actually like pulling the balls out because it's a lot of fun to do we just got to kind of figure out how we're going to get it done to kind of extend that process anyway i thought it was fun i think everybody had a good time i like the idea of choosing your own schedule it's kind of another wrinkle good excuse to get everybody together uh i think that was a success let's run through what happened at the rule changes real quick so after that not only was the idea of this party not only to get everybody together, but also to determine the schedule about who you play twice, but also to determine or talk about some rule changes. There were several proposals. I think it went really well. Uh, let's see what was passed first. So we talked before about proposal in terms of whatever unused draft budget you have being applied to your starting fab budget that passed. I think that'll be a nice little wrinkle. Might make the end of draft a little bit better, so I'm excited to see how that works. We also passed that dues increase from $250 to $300. We got that done. And then the last one that we're still working on, basically we didn't pass it. But I think we will as soon as uh, Mr. Nick Mina is getting his analysis done. But it was basically removing the scoring for the defense, removing the negative points for yards allowed. I kind of like this a lot. Because it did stink when you're watching a game and somebody would complete like a 15-yard pass and all of a sudden you get negative points for some reason because they like passed whatever, 200, 300 
total yards of offense. So now we're thinking about switching that to only be negative points for the points allowed, not necessarily taking the yards allowed away. We're doing some analysis to figure out how that's going to balance out to make sure we're not going to unbalance it where all of a sudden something wacky happens. So I need to actually talk to mine about making sure you got the information he needed there to be able to do that analysis. Long story short, so everybody knows we're going to do that analysis, propose it at draft to see if we're going to, we're going to review the findings and then take a vote to see if we can actually get that passed or not. So we will see. Anyway. And then at the end of draft, or not draft, but the end of the proposals, one more proposal was made, which was basically to oust the commissioner. I recused myself because I was the nominee for new commissionership. Lo and behold, it was passed unanimously. Even the person who had abstained from every single vote, Mr. Vitelli, he even he, I believe, confirmed the switch to the commissionership. I'm very, very honored to be the new commissioner of the KML. It's long overdue, if you ask me. And you might ask yourself, like, why did the old commissioner get kicked at the curb? I don't think it was like one event. I think it was more of like a, a pile of events over a series of time. I feel like this is one of those things where, you know, they say that all leaders need to be cycled out after a certain amount of time because things get a little bit stale they get a little bit complacent and i think you know no no fault of his own i think that's what happened to our old commissioner i really do i don't want to even say his name but i think that's what happened to our old commissioner you know he won a couple championships he had been commissioner for a long time somewhat successful debatable uh but i think it was time it was time and i think the league recognized that and they've wanted some new blood some new leadership in there to take the league to the new horizon to the new level and that's what basically happened but we're not here to talk about the past i just want to lay it out that you know when you have a commissioner that didn't do anything to plan either the kickoff party or didn't do anything to even plan the draft didn't take time to draft to, to to even realize where the kickoff party was going to be located or where the draft was going to be located had no idea even when other people like myself who might remain i couldn't remain unnamed but at this point i think it's probably good to get that out there wrote a entire welcome email and sent it to the old commissioner and said basically hey can you proofread this and if it sounds good can you like add your edits and then send it out didn't hear anything for over 48 hours had to hound him about like oh did you see that oh i thought you already sent that didn't even didn't even didn't have the fucking time to even read the email that was pre-written for him and i think that's when we all knew that things were going to go sideways and if it wasn't enough to like be in just just intentionally out of the loop just intentionally like ignorant to what's going on around him and then to make like less than zero to like like it's one thing to make like an effort to try to be somewhere and it doesn't work out but then to almost make like an effort to not be somewhere when you're the commissioner of the league to actively ignore what's going on in the chirp to actively ignore what's going on in the emails to actively ignore what your friends are saying to you i feel like it's a whole different level i mean there's only three people that didn't make it to the camo kickoff party one had a had a fucking stroke one lives in a different time zone and then the third who was our commissioner was but the, at the time is our commissioner who lives he's the second closest person lives maybe four miles away tops borderline walking distance had three or four options for childcare, and still couldn't be bothered to make it to 
one of the be- like the most the best hosted events of the KMO we've ever seen in our entire lives. Is it disappointing? Absolutely. Is it sad? For sure. Is it necessary to make a switch? I don't think anybody can argue with it. So here we are again. Thank you very much for the opportunity to lead this league into 2023 and far beyond. Far beyond. And I think everybody's going to be better off for it. So that was the big things that got passed at the kickoff party. Some things that were brought up that did not pass. Uh, removing defense didn't pass. Removing kicker didn't pass. Um, Scott had something else. I forget what Scott wanted to do. Oh, full point PPR. That did not pass. Remember we did that one year and it was it was wonky. I mean, it's the same. It's a level playing field for everybody. So it's not that big a deal. But I remember like it just threw everything off just a little bit. Nobody really liked it. Uh, so I think full point PPR is not the way to go. But we're in a good spot. Overall, I think we're in a really good spot in this league. I really, really do. I think that wraps it up for the recap of what happened at the kickoff party. Okay, what do you want to talk about next? Let's talk about what's on the line. I'm done with the living in the past. I think we just need to recap what's going on in the past, though, to talk about the future and what's going to go on in 2023. I don't have a drop. I need to get some better draws. What drop could we use? Let's go with... Uh... I don't have a good draw for this, so we're just going to pick one. Picks and predictions. I think it's important to talk about, before you can look forward, you got to look in the rearview mirror to see really what's going on out there. That's not what I want. There we go. Google history. Again, 12-team league, half-point PPR. Let's talk about what's on the line here. First off, I'm just going to go worst to first, historically speaking. Scott Thoman, 48-84. A 36.4 winning percentage. No titles, no firsts, no seconds, no thirds. Has never had the best record, has never had the most points, but has bought the keg twice. I need to add a, a column to this about keg buying. Has bought the keg twice. Thank you very much for that, Scott. What's on point for 2023? Let's talk about it real quick. I'm just going to hit these guys real quick. Quick hitters, quick hitters. Let's get some music back behind here. How about the. Uh, sure. This one. Okay. That's better. I like it. Let's get some beer. Scott Thoman, the worst regular season team by a significant clip. Worst point differential. Worst points for per game scored. What's at stake in 2023? And I think here's what has to happen. He's got to lock it up. Just got to lock it up. It's basically been a broken record for the last 10 years for Mr. Scott Thoman. The times he has a good team, it's like trying to hold a baby bird. And he just squeezes too hard and pops that head right the fuck off there. Just Just pops it right the fuck off there. And I think this year what he has to do is just be a little bit smarter. A little bit more patient. There have been times, we've had the discussions, there's been times where Scott has had a tremendous team. Like, a, like, definitely a playoff caliber and beyond. And for some reason, he'll, like, every year, every year he makes one trade that's just head scratching. 
it, it tends to be more more often than not with Mr. Jared Limbach. I'm just saying. So I feel like in 2023, here's what Scott needs to do. He needs a solid showing. He needs to get a playoff win. He's 0-2 in playoffs. He's never he's made playoff twice, and he's always lost in the first round. It's time, Scott. It's time to not only make playoffs, but get your first playoff win. You're the only team in the entire league that does not have a playoff win in 10 years. And this is the time to do it. 2023, draft well. Be up on what's going on with the fucking players. Draft a solid team. And if you're going to trade, make solid trades. Don't fucking panic. Things can work themselves out over a two-week period. But it's time. We got to get here. Come on. You need a better showing. So 2023, I think that's what's in store for Scott. He has to have a better showing. He has to have drip. Just, just a little bit better team management. All right, who's next? Let's talk about next team up. I think that covers Scott. Just, just a little, just a little bit, a little bit better in-season management. I think is the overall arc. He drafts well. I mean, he never drafts like a shit team. He's got a good team. It's just the in-season management. I think that gets him the better of him. He can't help himself. So now it's time to do a little bit better in twenty. 23. What can I do for a fucking interlude here? Hmm. Guys, we're still working out some of these fucking kicks. You know, don't worry about it. Alright, you know what? We're gonna do this drop. Let's go. Time for school. Oh god. We've got some early season shit to work out, guys. Don't worry about it. There we go. Let's try to see if this works a little bit better. There we go. There we go. There we go. Time for school. Chlorophyll. More like chlorophyll. Right? All right. Next team up, 11th place team, Jared Limbach. I'm just going to roll through these. Jared Limbach, 59-73, winning percentage on the league. What's at stake for Jared? Let's talk about it. He's only been in the money one time, twice in the 10 years. No first place, no second place, two third places. He had best record in 17. He's had the most points three of the 10 years. Only one other team has had the most points in the league. And he just has not had that playoff success. And that's really what it comes down to. Regular season, I know the the he's he's really a feast or famine. Has a great team or he's got a terrible team, and I think that's where it lies. Is he and when he has that great team, he needs to have some playoff success. Two and four all time in the playoffs. Again, like I said, two third places, five hundred total dollars to his name. The third fourth worst, you know, money grab in the fucking league in twenty twenty three. Listen, he's done the same fucking shit for like six years in a row now where he just goes out and spends all his money on the fucking three best players in a position, wide receiver, generally speaking, just scoops him up and this isn't going to figure out it later. And it doesn't work. Draft better. Draft better. Just, just draft a balanced team. How hard is that? Just be patient. How about you let fucking five guys go by? How about you don't spend $70 on fucking two, three people? How about you just fucking hang out for a second and try to build a balanced team? Now, listen, this is me who's talking to a guy who's led the league in points three years 
out of the last what? 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. So out of the last fucking seven years, he's led the league in points three of those seven years. So you're doing something right. So maybe I should shut the fuck up. What do I know? Anyway, I think the name of the game for Jared Lambach is it's time to get over this hump, this third place hump. Get some playoff success, my man. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. I think it'll be okay. But I mean, it's hard to argue with the guy. I mean, what, what more can you do than get the most points in the league? That's literally all you can do. The fuck ever. Anyway, next guy. Oh my God, what a fucking mess. Joel. 10th place all time in the league. 55, 64, 46.2% winning percentage. What's at stake for Joel? Historically speaking, what does he got? He's got one first place finish. He's got a second place finish. He had the best record in 16 when he finished second. The biggest thing for Joel is get back on the fucking winning train. I'm going to run this through. Joel came in the league. What was it? 2016, 2015? He came in the league in 2016 was his first year. That year? Wait, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. 2014. 2014 was his first year. That year, he got first place. Won the whole damn thing. Next year, missed playoffs barely. The year after that, 2016, finished second. And then... Things went sideways. 2017, 8. 2018, 8. 2019, 8. 2020, 11. 2021, 9. 2022, 10. Joel hasn't made the playoffs in this league in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. 6 years. And that's what it comes down to for Joel. If you look at his historical record, he's 10th place all time in the league. And that's after the first three years having a fucking great record. First three years, he was fucking, what did he do? Nine and four. Five and eight, bad year. But then he went fucking 10 and three. So he had a 10 and three season, a nine and four season. He went 19 and seven over the course of those two years. And still, he's 10th place in the league at 55 and 64. So what does he have to do this year? He has to get back. Last time Joel made the playoffs, he had zero kids. Is all you need to know. So Joel needs to get back into playoffs. It's been too long. You haven't been in playoffs in fucking almost nine years, eight years. It's time. It's time to get back to playoffs. I don't even give a shit what you do. Just get in there and have a fucking competitive team because you've been dog shit for so fucking long. It's almost embarrassing. Next up. Ninth place, Bill. 62, 70 all-time, 47.0% winning percentage. One in five in playoffs. Only has $300 to his name, a second place finish in 13, the inaugural year of the league. What's his take for Bill? What to do with Bill? You know what? I don't think there's a lot at stake for Bill this year. 
<laughs> I really don't. He's just he's just a middling team. He's just a middling team. He's just a guy that's kind of around. Never makes a trade. Is never aggressive. Never tries to get better. Just kind of drafts his team and then coasts on through. Might make a trade here and there. I think what what's at stake for Bill in 2023 is he needs to have a culture change. He needs to fire the general manager. He needs to fucking the owner has to find new new front office because the front office that's been in this place for 10 years has not been working. They have not had the results that he's been looking for. And I think he needs to have he needs to literally have a culture change. He needs to do things different. What was that? Was it Seinfeld where it was fucking like the summer of George or some shit? Or was it Arrested Development where like they're just going to do everything opposite of what he thought it was going to do? I think it was Seinfeld. Like, oh, I, usually I would fucking play this safe. So fuck it. I'm going to do the exact opposite and see what happens. I feel like that's what Bill needs to do because it hasn't been translated to any success on the field. Yes, he had a good fucking season 10 and 3 fucking two years ago, whatever it was. But it's... It's just not working, my man. It's not working. One third place finish in the inaugural year of the league isn't going to get it done. And it's time to try some new strategies to mix this shit up because where you're at right now just isn't fucking cutting it. You know it. I know it. The American people know it. And I think that's what he has to do in 2023. Just do things different. Just shake it up. What do you got to lose? You got nothing to fucking lose. You lose all the time anyway, so fucking try something different. Oh my god. Get aggressive. That's all I'm saying. We're still working on some kinks, guys. I'm still getting back on the horse. This is my fucking second podcast of the fucking year. What do you want from me? Let's uh, get on the next guy. Bill, that's what I got for you. Fire your front office, new front office. Let's go. Oh my fucking Christ, guys. It's a, it's a mess over here. This one. Nope, already played that one. This one. All right. Eighth place team all time. HSE boys. Eighth and tenth. Fuck out of here. Moto, 51-55 all time. 48.1% winning percentage. What does he got? He's won one before. He won in 20. He got third in 2021. What's at stake for him this year? Had a real rough year last year. After some solid years of going seven and six in a fucking row. <laughs> what's at stake for Moto? I mean, I think it's pretty simple here. I think that what's at stake is just fucking getting back on the winning train. He's been a solid team for his majority. He really only had one bad year, which was last year. We went fucking three and ten. Other than that, he was like seven and six, seven and six, seven and six, seven and six, whatever the fuck it was, and then a ten and three, and then a three and ten. So I think it's just getting back to normal. Just like shake it off. Like literally, don't change what you've been doing in the past. You've been doing everything right. Everybody's gonna have a fucking bad season once in a while. Just chalk up last year to fucking injury problems, whatever the fuck you want to make an excuse for, and just stick with what you're doing because you're doing something right, baby boy. Fifty-one, fifty-five. I know it's not pretty. But it's all about the hardware on the shelf. And you got your championship, so you're good there. And just trust the process. That you're going to be back in playoffs next year, and you're going to be doing it. You know, so. I don't think there's a lot to talk about there. Just shake it off. One year's not a trend, so I would shake off your 3-10. and 10. Don't worry about it. Don't change a thing. Keep it going. 
you'll be a-okay in the eyes of the Lord. Next up, let's talk about the seventh place team. Seventh place team in the league, regular season-wise, Nicholas Minot, two-time current champ, Nick Minot, 64-68 all-time, 48.5% regular season winning percentage. However, seven and three in playoffs. One of the one of the best winning percentages we've seen. Was he the best? Nope. Well, he's got the third best winning percentage in the playoffs out of the entire league. What's his take in 2023? Easy. Nothing. House money in 2023. Current champ. You can do whatever you fuck you want. It doesn't matter. This year is literally a vacation year for you. It doesn't matter. You're the two-time. Just enjoy it. Just bask in it. Try something fucked up. Try something crazy. Who knows? Do what Wingus did when he was his, had this fucking grace period year where he just fucking got all the guys who were less than 20 years old, where the fuck it was. Like, you're playing with house money. Literally, the only team that has nothing at stake this year is Minot. Dead serious. House money. You win a championship next year. Smooth sailing. Who gives a fuck? As long as you're not buying the cake, who gives a fuck? Have fun with it. Enjoy it. That's what's on tap for 2023 from Nick Mina. Enjoy it. Just champ's gonna champ. Just champ is gonna enjoy the spoils of his victories. Good for you. Good for you. Moving on, fuck that. Sixth place all time. Rogers. 66, 65, and one. Just over a 50% winning percentage. One of only two teams to never finish in the top three. Had the best record in 22, didn't translate last year. What's his take in 2023? <sighs> <laughs> Given recent events, I can't, I, can't, I can't be mean about this. Given recent events, just get healthy. How about that? Just get healthy in 23-3 and you'll be just a-okay. Shake off the playoff blues. It comes around. What come, what goes around comes around. You're 2-8 in playoffs. It's not great. Don't worry about it. You're just fine. Just keep plugging away. Try to draft your guys there to get healthy. Get yourself Tony Paul this year. But I will say... At some point after 10 years and never finishing the top three, you start to feel the squeeze, especially after last year we had the best record in the regular season and still couldn't get to the fucking money money round. And granted, last year, I know what happened. The, 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 the Bengals and fucking, you know, the Bengals game and the, the Bills game and DeMar Hamlin, that whole deal. My, I'm not saying I would put an asterisk on it. I'm not, I'm not saying I would put an asterisk on it, but it might be there. For Rogers in 2023, I think the what's on the line is just building on past success. You've you've taken your lumps in the past. Two-time cake buyer, if I remember correctly. 
but had a great success last year, best regular season record, and I think you're trending in the right direction, so keep plugging away. It was an aberration last year. You should have finished in third. Doesn't matter. That detail's last to history. So now I think the important thing is just keep plugging away. You're trending in the right direction, my man. Just keep the, keep the ship straight. Keep the ship in the direction you're going. You're trending the right way. Don't be discouraged by last year. Chalk it up to some bad luck. So in 2023, I think the biggest thing is to stay the course. Who we got next? I already played that one. Beer is so good. Why is beer so good? Anyway, fifth place all time, Wingus. Former commissioner, disgraced commissioner, Wingus, 67 65, 50.8% winning percentage. He's a two time. He's a two time. He's, a, he's the, also the money leader in the league. He's won in 17. He's won in 21. He finished second in 19. He was in third in 18 and 15. You heard that right, my man. So if you just are looking back at his recent success, third and 15, third and 18, second and 19, first and 17, first and 21. I know I didn't do that in the right order. Don't worry about it. One, two, three, four, five. Five finishes in the top three in the last, what, like six years, seven years? Unbelievable success. Unbelievable success recently. What's his take in 2023? The best way I can describe it is basically getting back on the horse. He had a grace period in 2022 last year because he won it in 2021. So again, you kind of get that Super Bowl hangover where you're playing with house money. It really doesn't matter a whole lot. In 2023, I think we need to see pissed off Wingus. He's been disgraced commissioner. He's been fucking impeached. Fucking judicial committee. Fucking calling into question the details of his personal life. So I think he needs to take that. He needs to bottle up into a little tiny ball, put that ball into his chest like Iron Man and use that to fuel him moving into this year's fantasy. He's got to get back on, back on the train, back on the winning train, being a dangerous team, people, a, a team people fear. Because I'll tell you right now, I'm not sure how many people fear Wiggis. That's what's up for 2023. Moving on to the top four. Matt Turo, fourth place all time, 69, 52.3% winning percentage. Plicker crew up there. Look at Plicker crew. Two, three, four, six. Matt Turo, he's been a champion in 18. He was second place in 14. He's been in third place 22 and also inaugural 13 league. He's never had the best record. He's never had the most points, but he's had playoff success, which is all that matters. What's online for Matt Turo in 2023?
here's what I think it is. It's very simple. It's to, I think this year for Matt Turo, he's got to be the snake in the grass. He's got to be the guy that lays low and chooses his spots. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, damn. Oh, ow. Oh, da- shit. Turo's went four in a row. Oh, shit. You see that trade Turo made? Oh, god damn. It was a for a, a wide receiver, too. But damn. That wide receiver, too, has been the fucking wide receiver six over the last fucking three weeks. He's just making sneaky moves. And I think that was that's what he's got to do. I think that's what he's doing in 2023. He, ha- he got a gift of a third place last year. We know. We know. Everybody knows Turo. That it's not a real third. But hey. You know what? You cash the check. You receive the money. It's cleared. It's in the count. It's in singles. Whatever. Can't take it away from you. But come on, come on. You know it. I know it. Come on. So yeah, I think this year, what's on the line? It's got to get a little dirty. It's got to get down to the weeds. It's got to get a little nasty. Because. It's got some negative juju, got some negative karma coming out of what he, what happened last year. He can't feel good about it. He can't feel good. That's going to be a bad taste in your mouth. No matter how much you brush your teeth, still a bad taste. Come on, let's be real. You When you lay your head on your little fucking pillow at night, you can't feel good about that. You can't feel good about that third place. Come on. Come on. So yeah, I think he's got to get a little dirtier this year. Got to get down the mucky muck. In the weeds, a little snake in the grass. Make some moves. Get a little aggressive. And get back up in there into the legitimate top three. Legitimately competing for a title. Because 18, 18, you know what? Hey, 18's a great title. 18's a great title, but... It's really the last time you've been in the top three. And that was five fucking years ago. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You think about it. You think about it, you get back to me. Let's talk about the top three. In third place. Rob. Surprisingly, by the way. Surprisingly in third place, 70, 61, and 1, 53.4% winning percentage. 7 and 5 in playoffs. Got his championship in the inaugural year of 13. Finished the second in 17 and 21 and third in 19. He's had the best record two years, almost two years in a row, 21-20. And the most points in 13. What's at stake in 2023? This one's very simple for me. Rob has gone through a recent bout of abnormal success for somebody of his own select. And so in 2023, I think he needs to figure out a way to continue fooling everybody into him thinking he's actually good at fantasy football because just like look, look at the history for a second. Last year, where did he finish? Out of playoffs in eighth. Year before that, one. Year before that, one. 2019, two. So here's what I worry about. 
Let's take a look at this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I need to, I need to verify a couple things before I make this next statement. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Rob, although he is third in all-time record, might be the hottest or the coldest team. There's no, there's very little middle ground. You look at him in 2013, won the whole damn thing. 2014, missed playoffs. 2015, missed playoffs. 2016, missed playoffs. 2017, third place, finished second. 2018, missed playoffs. 2019, second. Regular season, finished third. 2021, first regular season. 2022, first. Nope. Eighth missed playoffs. So he's either he's either at the top of the league or he's at the bottom of the league. And there's really no middle ground. What's at stake in 2023 for Rob is very fucking simple. He runs hot, he runs cold. But the biggest thing is, boy, that fucking championship is stale. 2013, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That shit is staler than fuck. I, I, we might as well delete that. That's like back when we were playing with leather helmets and fucking the forward pass was illegal. 2013. It's almost would have been better to not have won one than to win the inaugural. In my opinion, in my opinion, other people might feel differently, but in my opinion, I almost feel it would be better to not have won one than to win, have, have won the first one. You can't feel good about it. So in 2023, what's on the table is you got to win a championship. It's time. That shit, you, gotta, you just got to start feeling it. You got to start feeling the pull of not being in there since 2013. Fucking kids going to high school soon and you don't have a championship. It's a long drought. It's a long drought is all I'm saying. So in 2023, it's on the line. It's starting to feel that pressure more and more mounting up every single year and trying to figure out how you get back on top of the mountain because boy, oh boy, do you run hot and boy, oh boy, do you run cold. Two teams left. Second place team all time, Vitaly. 76, 56, 57.6% winning percentage. Good for you. Has had some playoff success. First place in 19, second place in 18, third place in 14. Had the best record in 18 and 14. Had the most points in 19, 18, and 14. Only one other team has had the most points in three years. Very interesting. What's online for Vitaly for 2023? Very simple. Getting back into playoffs. He used to be a stalwart in playoffs. He used to make playoffs every fucking year. Just look, just look, at, look at the history of the league. 2013 in playoffs. 2014 in playoffs. Best record. 2015 in playoffs. Third. 2016 in playoffs, six. 2017 in play. Nope, bought the keg. Okay, 2017, slight sweet bump. It's fine. You're you're due for one. 2018 went from keg to first. Keg to first. Worst to first. Worst to first. 
Best record in 2018, third place record in 2019, fourth place record in 2020. Oh, just missed playoffs in 2021 on a tiebreaker. And then ninth place this year. So what's on step on tap for Vitaly? Getting back on the horse, baby boy. Getting back on the horse. You haven't made playoffs in one, two, two years. But you've been trending in the wrong direction ever since you fucking finished in first place in 2018. Gotta make playoffs. Gotta get back on the horse. You've had a couple rough years. Some might argue three, some might argue two. Neither here nor there. Just gotta get back into playoffs. You gotta fight the fight. Historically speaking, you've done very well. You have the most points for per game in the league. Congratulations. So it's almost like in 2023, the biggest thing for Vitaly is just to trust in himself. Don't change anything. Just trust in yourself. Just have faith. Don't make any rash judgments. And have the faith that you will be able to get the ship back on course. Because boy, oh boy, if you miss playoffs this year, Poor Gina is all I can say if he misses playoffs this year. Poor, poor Gina. He'll go down in that basement. He might even take off her chains just to give her a fighting chance. <laughs> poor thing. I wonder who's going to play her in the movie. I wonder who's going to play her when the, when the movie gets made. About the fucking... The horror on Guilford. <laughs> One more team to go. Uh, fuck. I'm so out of practice with fucking podcast shit. I need to get back my shit together. Alright, we'll be better and better. What's this one doing? Okay. What is this fucking song? Best regular season in the league, 87.45. Yours truly. Hasn't translated to playoff success. First and 16, second 2022, 2020, and 2015. Had the best record in 13, had the most points in 22, and 16. What's on stat on tap for 2023? <sighs> Listen. I'm going to be straight up. Cut the music. I'm going to be straight up. I am so fucking due for a season from hell. So fucking due. So fucking due. I've avoided. I've made playoffs every fucking year. I've avoided a massive injury bug. I've made. I've avoided making. I've made some awful trades, but I've avoided making like a fucking you know bullet in the head trade. I've gotten super lucky in a lot of different fucking ways. So what's on tap for twenty twenty three? I honestly is I think just fucking just avoid the fucking train wreck because it's there, baby boy. The, it's it's coming. It's coming. I'm I am so fucking due for the season from hell. So I just need to just need to fight it. Just fight that fucking regression to to fucking back to average or whatever the fuck you want to call it. I am so due for it. And I want to stay. I don't trust me. I want nobody wants to say it more than me. Just say, oh, I'm fucking great at fantasy football. Look at that man. Jack my peen off. 
I'm telling you, it's been smoke and mirrors for more than a few years, and I just I know it's coming. I know there's a time where every draft pick is not going to work out. I'm going to be a fucking make every wrong move. And then all of a sudden I get two or three, four fucking injuries and I'm down in the fucking eighth place. I know it's coming every year. I think it's coming. It could be this year. And I think that's my biggest thing is just don't just avoid it. Just take fucking safe players. Just fucking try to fight it because it's coming. I'm going to I'm going to have to grind. I'm going to have a grind year. It's going to be a grind year sometime soon. Granted, I should have walked on one of the championship last year, but fuck, I'm not talking about that shit. Commissioner just needs to grind. That's all it comes down to. It. Let's end this shit. I'm so fucking over this shit. This episode. Final thoughts. Listen, next week starts the draft prep. What are we down to, by the way? Quick look. Hold on. What's the countdown at? I'm recording this fucking August 1st, 11.20 the p.m. currently. 24 days, 12 hours, less than two weeks. Four weeks? Two weeks, one, two. Less than four weeks away of the fucking draft. We're going to talk about start times a little bit later. I've been talking to some other owners about that. We'll make a, we'll make a time that works for everybody, but I believe it's going to be kind of late afternoon, early evening. We can move right along. It'll still be good. It'll still work out for everybody, so... Thank you for listening to another edition of the Camel Messcast. Next week, we'll do some draft prep. Listen, I'm no hero. I'm no perfect person, but if you want to know what I'm thinking about some players, I'll tell you. I don't give a fuck. CamelMesscast at gmail.com. 317-CAMEL-RATS is the hotline. I love each and every one of you. Have a wonderful evening. Until next week. Smooches. Let's go. It's a little piece of shining light.